Hi guys, how are you doing today? You are welcome to another episode on the Easy Like Sunday Morning Podcast. My name is Izumi Zara and today I am with the very beautiful Reme. Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> Reme is a phenomenal undergrad law student yes. and the founder of Uncovered Conversations. So do you want to tell us a little bit about Uncovered conversations okay hi everyone again uncovered conversations is a platform that is dedicated to young people who want to pursue vision and one of our main aims is to raise a generation of leaders and pioneers who want to build generational wealth as well as pursue vision for themselves yeah i like that actually and part of the reasons why we have remy here today is because she's a gen z like shaking things off right yeah <laughs> and i'm i am a gen z as well I, th- I think i am but i act more like a baby boomer self not even like a, like a millennial i act like a baby boomer but yeah today i just want us to talk about gen z and the work life balance right because yeah. i think it's an interesting conversation i have so much to say but hey i want to hear what you have to say on the topic as well Mm -hmm. so there has been this like how will i say it's this phrase going around that gen z don't like to work what do you think about that first off Mm. i don't feel like we don't like to work Mm -hmm. i think we would like to do things from a place of ease Mm. so i think a lot of people now are getting to the point where they don't want to have to put themselves through work that they don't actually enjoy Mm. because most people see that as actually struggling mm-hmm. you know? so even shackles <laughs> so i think that's why people say so because i feel like the older generation didn't mind having to put themselves through things mm-hmm. that they may they may not have necessarily enjoyed mm-hmm. as long as it provided for them mm-hmm. and you know it was a good job mm-hmm. and all but i think we're leaning more towards actually no do i actually want to do this mm. so sometimes it can be perceived as they don't like to work mm, gotcha yeah. i think both have like pros and cons mm. i feel like gen z gives very minimum efforts maximum reward energy mm. where it's like um do i really want to put in this and that i feel like it has its positives which is that okay you most likely will always wind up doing something you like mm. but on the other hand i kind of really appreciate and love the long suffering of the older gener- generation mm. I, I had a guest the um other day where we we're talking about how our parents were able to stay at the job for 10 years 15 years 20 years mm. you know in the same company you mm. know rising in ranks and you know they were willing to do this if it would pay bills and i think mm. just that like being able to stay at something for a period of time over years build something in you i don't mm. know yeah. and i just feel like that's something that i really admire because one thing i've noticed about like discipline mm. is that it is not usually isolated to one area of your life yeah so if you're the kind of person that can stay at a job for 10 years you're most likely going to be the kind of person that can stay with someone for 10 years mm. I don't know if you get what i mean i get what you mean yeah. so i definitely understand that because yeah. you being your ability to be loyal to a company mm-hmm and stay there and persevere is definitely Mm. it will definitely build up like amazing traits Mm -hmm. within you 
but i also think sometimes people can also do that from a place of fear mm. and being afraid to want to pivot into something mm. new so which is why i feel like our generation is very much like we're very dynamic very I feel, fearless yeah very fearless and i think everyone is dynamic but it depends on how much you want to actually push yourself mm-hmm. and if you're willing to ask yourself like is this still serving its purpose mm. you know so i think there's also a thin line between wanting to stay somewhere just for the sake of it or staying there because you know you're there for a reason and you're you're there because you're supposed to be there rather than mm. oh i just want to stay here because you know it pays the bills mm. and all of that gotcha do you think that maybe the reason why gen z's don't want to like stay in a company for two years five years ten years is because the company is not offering them like enough compensation for their services do you think that we overrate ourselves to like a certain degree where maybe because we always have like people praising us in our like comment section we feel like I'm worth a certain amount of money that you have me not have necessarily earned you know mm. I don't know or do you think that during our parents times like they were treating them better than they treat us now have you worked in 9 to 5 first yes yeah, so I've had work experience mm-hmm. and that was 9 to 5 mm-hmm. yeah how was it like I personally really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. I felt like I was learning a lot on the job. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in the legal industry and mm-hmm. I want to become a lawyer. So during the experience, I was put in different departments and I I learned a lot. Like I was always mm-hmm. with a notepad and a pen, like writing wow. down, oh, this is what I learned today. Mm-hmm. This is what I, it, it also gave me space to think about my career as mm-hmm. well. Like what's my why? Mm. behind it yeah so that's so yeah so so it was nice and they actually treated you well yeah. So do you think it's somewhere you can work for like five years? I think it is. So I was able to gain experience in two different law firms. Mm-hmm. So the second one in particular, I preferred it because I felt like there was more incentive. Mm. And incentive being that, not of course, like good pay is great, mm-hmm. but I don't only think you should focus on the pay. I think where you decide to work, how are you going to grow mm. in that space? Mm. So with the, the second law firm, I really enjoyed it's because i could also see how they they were willing to challenge you Mm. and they wanted to see you grow Mm. so i think a lot of the time like with our generation a lot of people think about their holistic growth as a person Mm. too you know like will i what opportunities would i gain am i just going to be placed here for Mm. someone to throw different tasks Mm. at me and I remember I actually spoke to someone a few weeks ago and mm. he told me that he used to work in a law firm and then he moved over to tech. Mm. And the reason he did that was because he just felt like they were throwing over work oh, at him. Gotcha. So I think it depends on the culture of the firm and mm. the environment of the company generally. Mm. Like, do they want to promote mm. growth? Is that something that they're dedicated towards? Mm. And what are the practical ways that they've shown you? Mm. Okay, if you stay here, this is how you're going to be able to mm-hmm. grow. Yeah, I think something else that may have also helped our parents in their time is that they were working for like companies that mm-hmm. had been around for maybe years yeah. that had like structure and like so many things. Yeah. But usually, like most of the jobs that are available to young people today are one man businesses mm-hmm. or usually startups. And there's nothing wrong with working for someone or working for like a startup, but yeah. those 
you know, companies usually don't have a lot of structure. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I just remember an experience I think I want to share. There was someone that I was working for when I was doing my NYSC. Basically, when I got there, I was supposed to be working in the school. That was his wife's school. But by the time we had like a conversation, I could see that he picked up that, okay, this girl is a little brilliant and looks like she has like, you know, creative ideas. Yeah. So he just poached me from the school so there was no like formal conversation there wasn't any letter it was just you're, you're not working with me now and i was like okay the salary did not increase but my work increased did you understand yeah. and i remember one day i think i had just had it because they sent me like a brief to say oh now you're going to be doing everything and anything it was like a very strange clause where I just read that you could also just ask me to go and buy food. And it's not like a pride issue. It's just, mm -hmm. what did you hire me for exactly? exactly. Like, can, can it just be clear? Mm -hmm. You know, and so it wasn't clear. I remember... <laughs> Oh my god, this was actually so salty. I remember like writing a response where I was like, I'm only going to do work that is commensurate to what I'm being paid. Yeah. And he came to my office, he was screaming, he was shouting, he was mm -hmm. like, Get out, mm -hmm. go home. It was quite a violent atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Okay, and I just got up and I left. And later the feedback that I got was that they thought I would beg, which I'm not really sure. Like, why you told me to go home? I just obeyed you really. You know, so after that, and this came around the time when I'd been praying to God that I wanted to leave. <laughs> so I even feel like, oh, all those things happened to just, you know, because they were threatening me. They were going to write to NYSC. They were going to wow. tell them that they didn't want me anymore. I was happy for that because I wanted to tell them, hey, can you write to NYSC and tell them you don't want me anymore? But I didn't know how to say that. Mm. So that opportunity was just perfect for me. And like when I came back, I was like, please, I've come to collect my transfer, <laughs> my transfer letter. And we're just like, oh, but we didn't think you would like actually leave. We thought you would like beg or something. I'm like, my transfer letter, like, can I leave? Like, so I got the transfer letter, but I got from the whole thing that, oh, like there is a way I was supposed to have behaved that mm. I didn't necessarily behave. And I feel like people just tend to chalk that up to Gen Z. Mm. Like, oh, you're acting this way because you're Gen Z. You know, I honestly feel like it's a thing of knowing your value. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, when you joined, they didn't give you, there was no structure. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the time, none of us want to feel as if anyone is overworking us or mm. we're, we're being taken advantage of yeah. just because we're you know we're young and we're getting used to the mm. industry so i feel like they probably were expecting you to beg and say well i'm mm. so sorry and but i think because you know that you weren't seeing that job as your source mm. so you were willing to let go of it if they weren't going to treat you properly mm. and with respect which i think is right that's yeah. how everyone should approach it i don't feel like our work should, should see, kill our self-esteem yes, like should kill our self-esteem or you know, be afraid of saying, speaking up for what we know yeah. is right because we're afraid of losing our jobs. Yeah. As long as you know you're, you know, you're talking to the right person, you're being mm -hmm. respectful. If the company, because the company is hiring you to help them, mm -hmm. so it's actually supposed to be a two-way street. Mm -hmm. You're also supposed to feel valued mm -hmm. and respected.
I think for me, like that whole experience was a bit tough because I did feel mm-hmm. guilty for like some time. That's just yeah. me. Like even when I'm not wrong, I still feel guilty. Like okay, maybe I could have done something differently. Yeah. But you know, whatever. I felt mm-hmm. guilty for a long time. I even thought about going back to say sorry for nothing. Like yeah. <laughs> sorry that I didn't let you use me. I don't understand why I wanted to apologize so, but yeah. I wanted to just go back and just say sorry. And mm-hmm. it just took some time before I was like, no, it's me. Like these people didn't treat you well, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be going back to say sorry you know and i think they paid my salary like a whole month after i even left or something like yes and i I didn't even think it was coming like i had already like Mm. you know removed my mind from it and you know everything and i feel like because of this a lot of young people do not actually work i think that this situation is in two phases i feel like our parents had to grow up fast because like Mm. nobody really handed them anything and then i feel like most people their parents try to make it very easy for them in the world Mm. and as a result they are comfortable where my own dad might have told me that oh the first time he came to lagos he didn't know anybody he came with like a nylon bag i'm like whoa (laughs) (laughs) sounds extreme you know and he came for a job interview you know it was it was wild because i'm just Mm. like fam like i can't even picture the kind of courage that is needed to do that you Mm. know so i've seen that for many young people it's just like mm, when i find like a job in google or, you know microsoft mm. and they need to pay me like 40k yeah then i think mm. i would be interested in working yeah. but anything that is not worth my energy mm. and sometimes there's also this idea that entrepreneurship is the way to go that it's more dignified than working in nine to five i see these things a lot online where they are like oh if you're working in nine to five you're building someone else's dream but when you're an entrepreneur you're building your own dream i feel Mm. like that's not fair and that's Mm. not correct i feel like entrepreneurship is not for everyone what do you think about that I don't believe it's for everyone because yeah. there are lots of responsibilities that come with it. Yes. <laughs> like a lot. And I've personally spoken to quite a few people that have started businesses mm-hmm. of their own and they always say like it's not the easier route out. Mm-hmm. I feel like you if you choose to go down that route, you should choose to go down that route because you know it's supposed it's something you're supposed to do like that's that's the path that god has carved out for you for sure rather than you feeling like it's an escape thank you i don't think it's an escape yeah i think that a lot of people think that the road to wealth so to speak Mm. is entrepreneurship and it's because they are on the internet they are seeing people Mm. who maybe own salons or own like skincare lines you see somebody who is selling like black soap there's nothing wrong with black soap i love black soap but like they are selling it out of their home and they're having like hundreds and hundreds of orders or someone that you see selling quote-unquote clothes online and it seems like they're selling a lot and so everybody just feels like okay i can stay in my house i can you know other things and sell it Mm -hmm. and i can sell earrings and i can sell jewelry and i can sell this but then you see that you're only selling like one a month or two a month and instead of that to be indicative that this might not be the path for you it now turns into oh there is a closed heaven I don't know if you get what I'm I saying. Get what you mean. Yeah. Like over spiritualizing things yes. sometimes. Yeah. Rather than actually being exactly looking at your hands. Yeah. Like, maybe this is actually not for yeah. me. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think I've seen that a lot with people who are like, Oh, I started a business, it's not mm. selling. I'm like, then go get a job. Like go yeah. work in nine to five. Like entrepreneurship is not for everybody. And mm. it's even so so 
hard oh my goodness i can't even oh my god i feel like I could, I could talk for years on how hard entrepreneurship is because like when i started it as well i also had this unrealistic expectation of what it was going to what be it look like. i thought that like oh my goodness once i just say i have this for sale it's like boom mm. a thousand yeah. orders a day yeah. literally and then it turned out to not be that and I remember just struggling, just really just struggling. Mm. And then God spoke to me and told me to go and work for someone. <laughs> and I went to work for her. And this is the amazing thing. Like, I think I was earning 65000 a month. But that was still more than I was making in my business. If, mm. we, if you want to look at like profits. Yeah. But I'm just looking at sales. You want to look at profit as well. And the skills that I learned from that job. I was able to be hired the following year. Do you understand? Yeah. And I just felt like, okay, what if I never went to work for this person mm. to gain that, you know, skill? So that's something that I see happen a lot, that people are just waiting. So if someone says, okay, there are no jobs, like comes to you and is like, Remy, I want to work, but there are no jobs. What do you say to that kind of person? I'll first of all ask, in what context are there no jobs? Mm. Because I think... It, there's there's always something you can do mm-hmm. and so if you provide context it would make more sense but mm-hmm. i will honestly say taking time out to upskill yourself oh my goodness love that like, yes do you get what i mean like it's either maybe the person has applied mm-hmm. and they've been rejected mm-hmm. maybe try and get feedback like mm-hmm. why or get people to read your job applications mm-hmm. that you can see are in good roles like mm-hmm. what did i do wrong but i think mm-hmm. one important thing is upskilling yourself especially like for younger the younger people being able to speak properly being able yeah. to know how to build relationships with people because mm-hmm. if you say i've been reading quite a lot recently about how especially when you say you know you're owning you own your own business Mm -hmm. you being able to do well has a lot to do with your relationships with people Mm -hmm. and being able to build meaningful relationships Mm -hmm. now you can't just suddenly get up one day and it just happened Mm -hmm. you actually need to know how to communicate with people know how to honor people as well yeah but i think taking time out to upskill you can you can write more you can take courses there are lots of free courses so when you do that i feel like you boost your employability as Mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. you know but i think sometimes it's i don't think there's no work yeah i think it might be harder in some certain seasons to gain employment but i feel like that period of time where so if there's someone right now that they're currently in a situation where they, they actually don't have any work to do i don't think that person should think that's the end for them i think actually sit down and ask yourself okay what do i need to improve on myself there are different people that have a lot of volunteering schemes maybe go and join that you know yeah Yeah. wow i really 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 like that like you know what you just mentioned because like same thing here i feel like when i started out you know as as an african child your parents i don't know about your parents but my parents didn't really speak to me about employability it was just like go to school then you get a job but there was no like explanation of what happens between when you finish school and when you eventually get that job i had to find out that you have to make yourself someone that people want to actually employ so like you were saying like taking skills so if if i know that okay one day i want to maybe it might not even be about like a job role some people just want to have money 
and that's fine you know I, there's no there's no shame here mm-hmm. if you want to just have money like that's actually fine mm-hmm. and i feel like you can you can just look at okay so what is a high paying job mm-hmm. what skills do i have maybe like a product mm-hmm. manager i'm good at writing i can think in a you know creative way what i would do is go on somewhere like linkedin mm-hmm. where there are always job offers linkedin always. has always job offers and look like okay this company wants a product manager what are they looking for skills yes what skills do they list that they're looking for they're looking for someone that has this that has done this that has done that then i start building myself to get that and to becoming be that to, yeah. type of person as well mm-hmm. yes because as you were saying like i don't feel like there's enough talk about when you finish school and then getting a job yeah i mean growing up like my parents always encouraged me to go for public speaking opportunities mm-hmm. debating things mm-hmm. like that and i think a lot of people are it need to focus more on that mm-hmm. like becoming that sort of person that you can speak properly because it's good to get good grades having good grades is fantastic because it opens doors for you in most cases but there's still so much more to you and i find that with a lot of applications the recruiters want to know you as a person mm. so outside of your academic achievements mm. what do you do mm. and most people always say it's about transferable skills mm. so if they can see that okay you you may not for, feel in this role you can yes, fit in, you that, can fit in that role mm. like i know someone actually that applied for something but i think by the time they had looked at her cv and what she had done they felt like she was going to be better suited for Mm. a different department Mm. so i think there's so much value in actually sitting down and asking yourself what else is there to me Mm. and when you're able to gain confidence in that that might be the one thing that will cause you to stand out out of thousands of applicants Mm. rather than just go to school get work Mm. done and that's it yeah, and I also definitely do feel like another thing that just really limits us Africans as a whole is that we tend to unfortunately think small. I know that one thing that changed my life in a revolutionary manner was when I started thinking on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And I think it was after my, my friend Esther came to visit me one day and we were talking. And she just said it so casually. I don't even think she knows that this changed the cause of my life. But she was just, she just like, you're not creating for Nigerians. Mm. Like, you have to throw that out of the think window. Big. You are creating for the entire world. And the moment she said that, it just colored every other thing that I was doing. I'm not writing for, you know, Nigerians. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, Nigerians. But it is that if you keep thinking in your fishbowl box... You won't be able to know that there's an ocean out there. Do you understand? And so that was what brought up the quality of my work. Because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, someone in the US is coming to watch my content. Mm -hmm. Do I want it to be that they're like, I can't really see what's going on. I'm like, oh, Nepal has taken the rights. I just (laughs) certain things that Mm -hmm. just not like nobody cares about Nepal. Just deliver. Do you understand? So I feel like when I'm thinking about jobs as well, Mm because I don't know if I shared with you that I was working in fintech early this year. What I was thinking of for my company was not, oh, how can we stand out in Nigeria? Nigeria. I was looking at what companies outside the country were doing. Mm -hmm. How are they telling their stories and their, uh, what is their branding and their message and how are their customers and their clients, you know, acting based on these things that they are giving out. So I always, always, always think on a global scale even when i'm watching content like okay how can i get better at what i do i always watch people in like japan ireland like i'm watching people from all over the world i hardly ever 
think Nigeria, you know, because I feel like the world is so vast. There and I yeah. possibilities. Yes. And I feel like when people who create like, you know, Toyota, Samsung, they're not thinking based on their region. They're thinking yeah. how can we export this Globally. thing to the rest of the world? And I just really feel like the moment you begin to think that way, everything will shift. I 100% agree yeah. with you because I think it also depends on you as a person. How far do you want to go in life? Mm-hmm. Do you want to stay within your vicinity or mm-hmm. do you want to go above? Mm-hmm. And when you start thinking ab- about how, you know, a lot of people say they want to be world-class solution mm-hmm. providers. You can't be a world-class solution provider if you're only looking around you. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, like I think, as you said, we shouldn't limit ourselves to what we see. We should also trust that there's actually bigger ahead mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. But we have to, first of all, have that mindset of someone mm-hmm. who can even go forward to be mm-hmm. on a global scale. Mm-hmm. It's really, really important because a lot of the time, people, I think we can sometimes be our own hindrances because we look at what's you know what has been done maybe in your family like no one has ever worked with an international Mm -hmm. company and you think that that's all there is but if there's someone else out there who is doing that same role that you want for example you opening up your mind and saying actually this is a possibility it would get you there you know and i just feel like all of us are called to dominate in the world and not for a selfish agenda i think as a christian everyone is here to fulfill god's purpose and there's only so much that can be done if you just stay within you know like your locality and what you're used to obviously not pushing yourself out there because you know you want to be known but asking god like for the reason you planted me here what type of person do i need to become for your agenda if god is telling you for example he's called you to be a worldwide speaker of course i one thing i wanted to add earlier on is remembering humble beginnings Mm. so sometimes when people are still like in seed form they haven't really sprouted that can be a tendency to look down on yourself Mm. and say well look at me you know no one is calling Mm. me to speak and all of that but i think you have to tell yourself okay yeah no one is looking at me right now but that's not the purpose it's those daily steps that okay i started small today i spoke here even if it's my friends i spoke to four of my friends about a topic and i know that god always brings increase when he sees that you've been faithful with the little so i think it covers everything generally you start small but you think big so you're small and i think it was actually apostle Solomon that i learned this from and he was speaking a lot about your mentality Mm. and how a lot of the time like people's mindsets are their biggest hindrance it's really about recognizing that yes this is where i am right now i might be in a small position i might not be the most comfortable but visualize what do you see you know and i love the bible verse that talks about god opening the eyes of our understanding so that you may actually see clearer and better i love that so much because same thing i was going to say apostle selman as well yeah. he was speaking about how the, the enemy of tomorrow's success is yesterday's success mm. right it is that thing of saying oh look at how much i've done i'm so badass not realizing that you haven't even started so for me i i never allow myself ever get to a point where i'm like oh look at what i've done i've done so much i'm such a champion Mm. i mean it's very easy for me to feel like oh in lagos i feel like i have achieved this or i've achieved that or in you know 
<laughs> Nigeria, I've done this or done that. Like I thought I was pretty awesome until I started trying to, you know, apply to companies outside the country. And then mm. I realized that, oh my goodness, I can't even compete with my mates mm. on a global scale. But I remember like that was just such a wake up call for me because yeah. I was just like, oh my goodness, these people are asking for someone who has done this, someone who has done that, somebody who has, I'm just like, nobody's going to hear. I'm from Nigeria in my school. They did not teach us that. No. Like nobody cares. And so I was just thinking like, I'm 25 years old. Can I think on the same scale as someone who is 25, who is living in the US or in Canada or in Germany? Mm. Like, what is my thought process like? Like, is everything just about, I don't even know, like mediocre things or just limiting beliefs. And I always watch so many of these people. Mm. There's this particular guy from this company, um, the, the Daily Wire company. His name is Ben Shapiro. I don't know if you know him, yeah. but this guy speak so intelligently i remember the first day i saw him like they they actually hold forums where people come and ask questions and they answer these people are having like debates like mm. to me it's so impressive and i took my phone and i brought it to my husband and i was like just look at this man like just hear what is coming out of this man and this man was speaking he's about 36 or 37 and i was just like whoa the man was so intelligent that i had no clue what he was talking about yeah. they were talking about race and theory they were talking about just so many things even talking about what is the evidence that god you know <laughs> exists and it wasn't things like oh i just had these butterflies in my tummy which is nice yeah. but scripture says always have an answer yeah. ready to defend the reason for why you believe yeah. so are we actually intelligent people yeah. like beyond spirits are we actually intelligent and that is yeah. that is like a new level that i feel like i'm now getting into where it is yeah. like yes there's a place for being spirit-filled i'm spirit-filled i love spirit-filled people mm. but the world we are going to meet is full of intelligent people mm. and you can't just tell them oh i had a vision or oh it was tingles on my skin that is nice mm. but what is the reason for why you believe you know <laughs> that's not even about nine to five or even you know entrepreneurship but i just really feel like i really want to see africans win succeed break the um, ceiling and do amazing things and like we've been discussing mm. it really starts with the mind your mind yeah it's like what are you willing to believe can be yours Happen. yes why are you comfortable in. with mediocrity and i don't think anyone has been created to be mediocre in my opinion mm -hmm. i don't believe that I think everybody has a lot of potential but it's mm -hmm. up to you to decide what do you want to do with this mm -hmm. you know like yes god empowers us and all but i think sometimes people don't actually focus on the practical things mm -hmm. that you can do so for example let's say you have an interview mm -hmm. and you know that this interview it's like one in 20 applicants it's mm -hmm. very competitive of course pray ask god for strength but you on your own also have to practice mm -hmm. go to people that have gone ahead mm -hmm. of you but generally i think a lot of the time it's um people's mindsets what they've seen around them yeah. and it's okay to do that but i think what you see around you that you don't feel comfortable with mm -hmm. should actually push you to want to provide solutions yeah. rather than being just another person that conforms with what has mm -hmm. always been protocol what has always yeah. happened and when i think of people like nelson mandela for mm. example 
who was very you know revolutionary and yeah. he helped a lot of south africans he didn't do that because he he achieved the results he was able to because he chose to stand up against something mm. yes it came with a lot of resistance but mm. look at where you know yeah. so i honestly think it's about choosing to detach yourself from limiting beliefs mm. and asking yourself what is this thought serving what fruits is this yeah. thought you know producing mm. is it producing fruits where you know you're staying the same mm. you're magnifying small thinking mm. and putting yourself in a bubble or actually are you choosing to go against the grain mm. and say this is what life has always been but i'm choosing from today to become that type of person where i can you know position myself for even better even greater yeah. so i really think it's it comes it gets to a point where you ask yourself what do you how do you really want to live mm-hmm. you know like it's it's never been about becoming the most famous person mm-hmm. but actually like the bible says having the mind of christ mm-hmm. god isn't the one who would plant negative thoughts mm-hmm. in your mind or thoughts of just remaining average mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah definitely i think for me what has been so instrumental in my growth is definitely how I think. Mm. I know where I'm coming from, you mm. know. And anytime I think back on just everything, there's even something else I wanted to talk about, the love process. Mm. You know, I think people sometimes forget that there is a process you mm. have to go through to get to. And I think this is so characteristic of our microwave gener- generation mm. where we always want everything like so fast, mm. like quick, 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 quick. But I remember one day when I was just feeling really down, feeling like, oh, I'm not moving forward in my life. Blah, blah, blah. God told me the people that you are comparing yourself to, they're in their 30s, they're in their 40s. Yeah. Don't you think that something has happened for them to get here? Mm. Because if you don't allow god build character through process Mm. your success will not last because you won't have what it takes to actually sustain it it was necessary for david to go into the wilderness Mm. for 15 years to be made into a king oil falling on his head did not make him king the process of discipling thieves and bandits made Mm. him a king made in someone that people are willing to lay down their own lives for Mm. so i think sometimes we are so quick to skip the process Mm. and the work that god is trying to do in us like i was saying i had to work for someone who was paying me sixty-five thousand naira a month Mm. i was a graduate second class upper mass com everything Mm. finished nyc i was people were even then telling me oh isimi zara when this was happening i could have very well said they did not call me for this kind of life. It's giving shackles. I'm not here. Because what I went through, I mean, I was working on Christmas Day. I walked 24th into 25th. I didn't go home. Like, it was like a very, very demanding job. But I knew that God had sent me here. God had sent me to serve. I didn't even know what God would bring out of that thing. And God has brought much out of it. In fact, it's so scary to me to imagine what my life would have been like if that didn't happen that was so instrumental in the process of who i have become because the things that i that i learned there are things that are still serving me till today i still text my boss up until yesterday to say thank you so much for the opportunity you gave me to serve was it hard it was so difficult and i feel like that's what differentiates you know winners from people who actually never make it is that where other people stopped those people were willing to press in 
and I always, always say this. If you see anybody that has success, whether it's worldly success or Christian success, it will be very naive and ignorant to think that they are just lucky. That something did not go into that thing that you're looking at. Because if it's easy, we should have 100 of it. So the fact that there are only one or 10 of them shows that this is not something that everybody can do. Because, you know, sometimes I hear people talk about one very popular artist, how it's his father's money, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if it's easy, do it now. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy, obviously. The law of process is very, very, very important to note. When you're going through all of these things, showing up at your nine to five, a thankless job that nobody is saying well done for. Mm. Remember that this is not forever. Put your head down, get the skills that you need to make sure that everyone who meets you has a good report about you. Because sometimes it's not always even oh skills, it's people. People People that actually say, Oh, this person worked with with me they were so diligent they were this they were that and is now able to you know refer you for you know other other jobs so yeah before we like wrap up this you know episode what would you say like a healthy work-life balance looks like i think a healthy work-life balance looks like one where you're able to do your work to the best of your ability but you're also not sacrificing things that mean a lot to you Mm. so for example family spending time with your family and friends Mm. having time personal time for Mm. yourself i think what is actually unhealthy is when and i guess to each their own right but healthy for me looks like living life in a wholesome way Mm. it doesn't mean that there wouldn't be struggles but Mm. you have enough time to nurture all aspects of yourself Mm. you have time to nurture your relationships Mm. you have time to nurture even yourself as a person you can think you know and so i think it's being able to go through life in a wholesome way and at the same time you're still able to show up at work to the best of your ability i think when you're too it's possible for you to actually be too relaxed Mm -hmm. and there are times where you actually need to sit up and Mm -hmm. push yourself but there are also times where you can be a bit too extreme and work consumes you and work is all that you think about i don't think we should live life that way yeah, I don't think I have a healthy work life, but <laughs> I think I work too much. Like, I actually do think I do, you know, and I just feel like, yeah, that's 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 not good, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you should have moments where you rest, where you work on your passions or your hobbies or other things, you know, but like you also said, to not be so relaxed where you're like, even if I don't work for 50 years, Jesus will give me money. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just saying because like, even scripture speaks about how person who does not work should not eat and goes on to speak about how paul was sharing that when he was working with them in their church he made sure he had something he was doing so that he would not be a burden onto them and you know telling the other you know (laughs) believers not to have anything to do with someone who will not work you know and then before i used to think that "Ah, this is not fair some people don't have like access to this but what i've come to see as i've grown is that if you want to make something happen you would if you really want to be useful not just to yourself but to people around you to your community to your nation to to this world Mm -hmm. you would find a way to make it done and one thing i want to encourage people please always pray to god to expand your mind that is such a great prayer wherever you are if you are a teacher 
if you are working as a marketer if you are working as a founder if you are whatever it is always pray god that i know that there is something beyond this yeah. expand my mind so that i can see it and not allow small thinking limit you um, and even just to add to what you said about the process i know there might be some people there right now that they feel like they don't have anything mm. like nothing there's no there's nothing tangible that mm. they can say is theirs i think this is where the starting point is always asking god like who have you actually created me to be mm. and what are those what are the day-to-day steps mm. because i don't believe god has called anyone as i said earlier to be average or just mm. sit down we all have hands you know like life is there are different circumstances for different people and i'm very aware that things that can actually be very difficult for some people but i don't believe that for anyone it's too late for you to get up and mm. say today i'm choosing to move forward in mm. whichever way that looks like mm. you know because what you think is what you would become what you're constantly consuming is mm. what would magnify itself and yes. produce fruit mm. so it's actually asking yourself like these thoughts if i'm thinking small why but sometimes it might mean it might be things that have been said over you, you mm. sometimes you may have spoken very negative words say take things like you're not you're never going to amount to something Mm. so it's even asking yourself are there things i have accepted to be true that Mm. are actually lies Mm. you know and going through that process and just to add to process sometimes like i know it's not that easy for you to just you know get up one day and move forward sometimes i think the deep-rooted issues that you actually may need to see a professional Mm. you may need to spend more time with yourself Mm. But generally, just going to the roots of things and choosing not to limit yourself to yeah. very like problematic thoughts or things that have held you bound. Yeah. What would you say to um, someone who maybe, like you were just saying, there are some people who maybe cannot you know, afford to get therapy or speak mm-hmm. to someone who can maybe help them walk through their issues. And they may just have just limiting thoughts that I cannot do this. Like... I'm happy for you. I feel like you are like a special person because there's some people that feel like oh, there's some people that are just gifted to do certain things, but they mm-hmm. they are made for smaller things. I'll say why do you think that way? Mm-hmm. What has formed the the reasoning? Mm-hmm. Has it been what you've seen around you? Mm-hmm. And I always say going back to God because mm-hmm. I really believe that like even spending time reading the Word of God, having a look at the grace people that you've seen in the Bible. What was their process like? Mm. Everyone started somewhere, mm. you know. So I always say, speaking to God about it and also believing in yourself. Like, why should you think that you're made for little? Mm. Yes, there are people that you. Everyone is gifted. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there's anyone that yeah. isn't gifted. Yeah. It's asking like you actually have to take time out to. What are your gifts? Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. What are those things that? make me stand out is it the way i speak mm-hmm. you know and as we spoke earlier about the power of people mm-hmm. if for example there's a way with you have a way with your words mm-hmm. you might speak to one person that you might not and that's why i always say don't overlook anyone mm-hmm. so if you see oh, yes don't overlook anyone you might look at someone and think oh well the world doesn't know them it's not about the world knowing them it's seeing the value in that person and choosing to honor that and choosing to be humble and say okay this is where i currently am can you help me 
So that's why I always think leaning onto community as well is very useful. Like speaking to people around you and not choosing to just, you know, stay in your pits and remain there. You have people around you. I know for some people they have access to the internet now. They can Google, watch documentaries, buy books. If you yourself can't afford it, maybe asking someone, Can I borrow this from you? But it's about choosing to get up from that state in whichever way you can you know spend time with god yes but also lean on to lean on to people that are around you and choose to move forward wow thank you so much i'm so glad that you came on this podcast episode and that we had this conversation even i'm feeling like i'm feeling so good like i'm feeling like something actually came in yeah thank you like i love this so much and i just hope that you know the people who listen are also just blessed by this you know this is not to talk down on anyone but to just encourage you to pick yourself up and to believe that you too can have a life that is full of purpose and that is beautiful and yeah thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you in our next episode